Hi, and welcome to Best Details, where I share stories brought to us by you. You guys, I am so excited to announce a new sponsorship. This is a company that I've worked with for a few years and is so near and dear to my heart. So without further ado... This episode is sponsored by Natural Cycles, the first and only FDA-cleared birth control app, which has over 3 million registered users. I've been using Natural Cycles for the past two and a half years, and this app has truly changed my life. You guys know I talk about it literally all the time. It has made it so easy for me to learn how to track my cycle naturally, prevent pregnancy, and get to know my body through the easy-to-use app and educational guides. NC is also certified as a medical device in Europe, Australia, and Singapore. Natural Cycles provides women with a natural alternative option to hormonal birth control and is 93% effective with typical use and 98% effective with perfect use. Natural Cycles is for women 18 and older and does not protect against STIs. The app helps you prevent pregnancy without hormones. It's super empowering because you get to be in full control of your fertility. The Natural Cycles app is powered by an algorithm that will tell you if you can get pregnant that day or not. All you have to do is just sync your temperature to the app every morning. Millions of women around the world have used Natural Cycles birth control app to prevent pregnancy. And the one thing that my friends at NC hear the most is that users wish they switch sooner. If you're interested in learning more about how it works and how effective Natural Cycles is, you can use the link in the show notes along with my code SOFIA20 at checkout to get 20% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. You guys, I'm so excited for this. This is our first ever Bestie Tales episode. It's like our little baby here. And I am just so pumped. This is going to be such a fun segment of my podcast. It is going to be lighthearted and funny and sad and inspiring and amazing. And all of the stories that you guys have been sending in to me that I've been reading over have been the highlight of my days. No joke. But it's just going to be so fun to share your guys' stories on the podcast. And if you have been wanting to share your story, the link is below for you guys to get your stories in. Um, I want want to make sure that your guys' voices and stories are heard as well on this podcast because we're just all besties here. We're all the same. We're all just trying to survive and to live our best life. And this is part of it. And I'm just, I'm so pumped. So let's just get right into it with our first bestie tale. It goes... Hey, bestie girl. First of all, I love you. I love following you and just listening to you be real and your authentic self, always reminding us that you are just a normal girl. Being a small town girl from Iowa, it's nice seeing normal people inspiring other normal people. I would love to meet you because I feel like we would be the best of friends. That is so sweet. First of all, I love you. I wish that I could meet and hug and kiss every single one of you, but that means the world. That really does. And I really appreciate you saying that. But here is her bestie tale. Okay, ready? So I know it sounds incredibly cliche, but you cannot be loved the way you want or the way you deserve until you love yourself. I have loved and I have loved hard, but at 25 years old, I've never felt loved by someone else until I met my ex. Now, I know it sounds weird that I say he made me feel truly loved considering we aren't together, but it's true. We were just at different stages in life and the relationship didn't work out. What was so different about my relationship with him as opposed to my relationships in the past is I liked myself. I spent time focusing on me and figuring out my place in the world. For as long as I can remember, I've always been searching for love from someone else because if someone else loved me, then how could I not love myself? When I met my ex, I was in my self-love era. I was living and 
I was living life and loving it. In other words, I was trying to be in my hoe phase. Amen. Obviously, that didn't work. I didn't expect to meet someone. I've always been a relationship girly, so I was just trying to have fun, but that changed quickly. He made me feel so special, so loved, like I was the only girl in the room, and I'd never had that before. And although we didn't work out, our time together was real and it was pure. So moral of the story is you can't be loved correctly until you give yourself the love you deserve. Work on yourself. Find who you are and who you want to be. Fall in love with just being you. Once you do that, when you aren't searching for it, you'll be able to let someone special in who will love you and treat you like the queen or king that you are. I can't wait to listen to everyone's stories and advice. I think this is going to quickly become a favorite episode for me. Thank you for being so inspirational. Much love to you. Oh, amen. I I felt like we really needed to start off with that story because that's what it's about. I mean, if you're really trying to find love and you're really struggling with it, odds are you need to turn inward and, and it's time to work on yourself. And that's not a bad thing. It's so needed. Turn inward and work on loving yourself, being comfortable with being alone, really just transforming into the woman that you're supposed to be. And once you radiate and build that confidence, it will just ooze out into the world and it's going to attract like-minded people into your life. And it's going to attract somebody who loves that about you and, and supports that and encourages all of that. And I just love that so much. So thank you so much for sharing that story. Such a good one to start off with. So here we go into the next story. Y'all, this is wild. Y'all be crazy. Y'all be crazy. Okay, ready? So I dated my best friend's brother in secret. She was all for it till she wasn't. Long story short, our friendship ends, but me and him still see each other. Unbeknownst to me, I was his side piece and he ends up getting a legitimate girlfriend that he, he would still cheat on me with, unknowingly making me the other woman. I had no idea because we saw one another so much. I was always over, etc. One day he posts her and I'm randomly deleted. She DM'd me saying I'm a homewrecker and completely attacked me even though I genuinely had no idea about her. I had fears and thought he wasn't faithful to me and turns out he just wasn't faithful all around. The worst part, his mother ended up working in the same office as me and I would see her three times a week. Awkward run-ins in the kitchen because she hated me, one, for not being friends with her daughter anymore, but two, also being her son's mistress. I'm not laughing at you, okay? This family is not a girl's girl. They still, to this day, let him be a horrible human. He's been out of my life for six months, and my life is great, but my best friend caught him on Tinder again, and we did a little chaunt... We did a little John Tucker must die experiment to see if he's still cheating on the girlfriend. He is, but she went back to him, so that's her problem now. At least I am free and single and happy. It's a super entertaining story, though. This was just the Sparknotes version. LOL. Love you and bestie chat, Soph. Oh my God, you guys. Okay. I don't even know where to start. Like, I I don't even know where to start. Honestly, I'm happy that you're happy. You don't even want a guy in your life like that anyways. I mean, you know what? When it comes to dating your best friend's brother in secret... I don't blame her for not being for it. I do. I really don't. I really don't. But you know what? You're free. You're happy. He is doing his thing in the world. And you know what? Sometimes that's all, that's all you can do. And everything happens for a reason. So I'm glad that you are out of that for now. But girl, girl, you have a sweating over here. Okay. Next one. 
Hey girl, I thought I'd share some post-college advice. Also, I'm a fellow UNR alumni. Go pack. So yeah, that's where I went to school. University of Nevada, Reno, UNR. We are the wolf pack. Hashtag go pack. Okay, here we go. I graduated in 2019, not knowing what I wanted to do for a career. I felt so incredibly lost. I moved home after I graduated and legit felt like a failure. I cried to my mom about being a failure when I literally had just graduated college. It makes me so sad to look back at the time in my life. I put a lot of pressure on myself to be successful, and I think I also felt that pressure from society. I always felt like after high school, you go to college, graduate, start your career, and have a family, when in reality, that's not the case for everyone. I was rushing my life when there was no need to. So my advice is to live in the moment and celebrate your achievements, whether they are small or big. Be proud of yourself. Everything will work out in time how it's meant to. Don't put too much pressure on yourself and just enjoy life. Do what makes you happy and make choices that make you happy. Fast forward a few years. I now have my master's degree and am in a career that I love. I am thankful for your platform. I love all your videos and posts. I genuinely feel like we'd be friends in real life. We have a lot in common. So I love following you and listening to all of your chats. Keep being you, girl, Chantel. Oh my God. First of all, I love you. That was so sweet. But what a great piece of advice, you guys. Like, that's what we all think. We kind of talked about it in the Feeling Lost episode, where it's like, we feel this pressure to like have, especially as women, right? To like go to school, you graduate, you work a little bit, then you find your husband, and then you settle down and you have kids, and then that's the rest of your life. But it's just so not the case. It's a reality for a lot, but times have changed now and you never know where you're going to end up in the future. And I just, I love that. I love that message. So thank you for sharing queen. Okay, here we go. This next one is a long one. So everybody buckle up and get ready. Okay, here we go. Hi, bestie. A quick disclaimer that I am not in any way seeking any sort of pity or validation out of this story. I simply want to tell my story because I know I'm not the only girl who's been through this. Let me start by saying I am a relationship girly. I love love. I love to be in love. I love taking care of my partner in a non-mothering way, lol. I'm 25 and have been in a relationship since I was 15 years old. In high school, I met a boy and knew he was it. He was handsome, sweet, loving, kind, and all around the kind of person I wanted. So we went through the talking phase for a while, went through some shit, and finally made it official. We stayed together for five years and eventually split ways because as we grew up, I found that we no longer had the same life goals and we were going to hold each other back. No bad blood, definitely sad and horrible, but we made it through and moved it on. Then I immediately jumped into a new relationship within a month. Bad, yes, I know. And again, sweet, caring, loving, attractive, loved me and gave me a sense of worth and purpose. We dated for four years. With them, I turned 21, graduated college, got my first big girl job, bought a car, moved in together, all in all, did a lot of big girl shit. Well, as you can guess, we broke up too. And this one made me feel like shit because I left them for someone else. We'll call this new guy Brad. Brad and I started talking in July of 2022. He was in a long-term relationship, as was I, and we were both unhappy in those relationships. When we talked, it was never romantic and nothing happened. He asked to hang out a few times, and I told him that I would rather not unless we were both single because I knew on my end I was starting to have feelings for him but didn't quite know if it was mutual. 
Well, he ended up breaking up with his girlfriend for reasons that were unrelated to he and I's friendship. And I ended things with my significant other because I was no longer happy and they deserve someone who wanted to accept the love that they were giving. And this is where I should have known it was going to end bad. He and I immediately went on a date at the beginning of August 2022. We went to a small pub, had some drinks, shared some apps, and I left thinking this man was the one. Why? No clue. If I had to describe Brad, he's extremely athletic, very into his appearance, very confident, very private, and overall a little mysterious. I thought to myself, there's no way a dude this hot would like me, but he did. And I was ecstatic about it. He continued to go on dates with me, slept over at each other's houses, slept together, talked about possibly moving together if he accepted a job that he was considering out of state, met each other's families, went on vacation together, and it all seemed too good to be true. But it was going great. And I really thought to myself, this guy is the guy I want to settle down with and stop hopping around. Then one morning in January of 2023, oh, this is recent, girl. I woke up to a screenshot of his dating profile in an Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook group. Okay, pause. There's a Facebook group called Are We Dating the Same Guy? That is fucking epic. I want to be a part of that. That's where all the tea is, okay? Continuing. And my heart sank. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't take my jaw off the floor. I couldn't even cry. So I messaged him and said, you need to call me ASAP. I knew he was in a meeting at the time, so I didn't want to call him. And his response, I can't do this anymore. I know what this is about and there's nothing to talk about. And that's where I should have listened, turned away and never looked back. But I called him, cried my eyes out, pleaded my case as to why I was right for him and why he should pick me. Then I took him out to dinner to prove that I was going to forgive him and try harder. And we got back together. It went well for a while. We got back on a good path, so I thought, and kept it moving. Then another screenshot, same conversation. I can't do this. There's nothing to talk about. I don't want to talk. You deserve better, blah, blah, blah. Again, I begged and pleaded my case. I apologized for getting upset, then got back together. To speed this up, this happened seven more times than I caught. And this is where I feel the lesson of my story starts to come out. I buried myself so deep in this man that I had no sense of self without him. If I didn't have him, I didn't have me. And I kept trying so damn hard to keep him because it felt like if we ended, I was ripping out a part of myself. I knew deep down I couldn't be alone. I hated being alone because I've never done it as an adult before. I never sat alone in my apartment and my thoughts and no one to run for validation. And that was the shitty way... And that was a shitty way to feel as a 24-year-old who wanted to be all grown up. At this time, I had no close friends. I went to a small high school and a very small college. I didn't make a lot of friends and definitely none that lasted after school was over. Brad and I worked together and he had a ton of friends at work, but I wasn't quite so lucky. So I had no one, which was another reason I completely threw myself into him. Anyways, back on track. We got back together for the ninth time and I truly never felt so alone and pathetic. I was tired of talking to the very few acquaintances I had about my relationship issues because I could tell they thought I was crazy and they were tired of hearing it. Well, one night I was at work and I had a feeling he was with another girl. If you know that feeling, you just know. So I went to his house. Psycho? Maybe. And sure enough, there she was walking through the door with an overnight bag. And I decided enough was enough. I was going to confront him and stick to my guns. So I knocked and he came out and told me to leave and we would talk later because he was busy at the moment. Oh, I'm ready to jump through this 
fucking microphone and rip him apart, girl. Oh my God. Okay. Continuing. What the fuck? So I stood there, jaw on the floor, told him to fuck off, and I left, knowing damn well if he apologized, he could have me again. That's the hold this man had on me. And he texted me, don't ever contact me again. You went too far. This is over. And I was crushed. Like, how do I catch you cheating? You turn it on me. Then you leave me? No, 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 no. So I begged for a while, spent each day in bed till at least 1 to 2 p.m., stopped going to the gym, quit eating, started drinking a lot, and became very self-destructive. I knew that this was the lowest I was ever going to feel. Yes, at the time, this was rock bottom. We talked for a little as friends, and he gave me hope that we would get back together, but no such luck. I told him, let's take 30 days, no contact, reconvene, and let's try to make this work. And he agreed. In those 30 days, I journaled every time I wanted to text him. I tried to make new friends. I started making plans for myself, not us. And there were some days that I broke no contact. I later found out he continued to go on dates, introduced other girls to our friends, and live life as if I never existed. I shouldn't be surprised because in the nine-ish months we were together, I never once allowed to touch I was never once allowed to touch his phone. No, I'm not the go through your phone type. I mean, I wasn't even allowed to change the song on his phone in the car. Red flag. We started no contact around May 28th, 2022. And I am damn proud to say as of July 9th, 2023, we have not spoken one word. I wanted to go back, but over time, I have created the best damn group of girlfriends that anyone could ever ask for. They have truly pulled me out of my drunk tears and sleepless nights to support me, love me, and encourage me. I started working out for myself, not with the hope that I would look good enough for him to commit to me. I blocked him on social media. I cut ties with people who supported my self-destructive behavior, and I can say with total confidence that if he came to me, there's no way I would ever go back. I say all of this to say, if you're like me and find your worth in relationships and love, embrace that shit. You have the biggest heart and a lot of love to give, but also know when and who to give it to. Not everyone has the heart you do. Not everyone has the love you have to give, and that's special. That shit is rare, and you have to protect it. I started talking to other guys casually, going on dates, but prioritizing myself, my family, and my girlfriends. I bought a house, paid off my car, picked myself up off the bathroom floor, literally, and did the damn thing. I learned to look at myself in the mirror and point out the things I love about myself. I love my eyes. I love my sense of style. I love how courageous I am. I love my sense of creativity. I love the way I'm compassionate and caring towards my loved ones. And I know if I got back together with him, I would prioritize him and all those characteristics would fade. Please, if you were to take anything from this story, let it be this. You are the damn prize, bestie. From one fucked up healing bestie to another, love and peace. Oh my God. Oh my God. I like am getting a little choked up right now because uh, whoever you are, this was anonymously sent in. This is such a fantastic story. And I really, really appreciate you sharing this with us because I know so many of us, so many of us can really relate to this. I think we've all had a relationship or a couple where we find our validation and worth in the other person and it leads to self-destructive behavior. But always, you guys, you, you saw it here in the story. You heard it here. Okay. When you make it out of that, you become a better person. 
everything works itself out the way it's supposed to be. And this was just proven in this story here, where when you start to turn to yourself and prioritize yourself, life becomes a lot better. Oh, that was just such a good story. Oh my God. I just, whoever that is, thank you so much. I love you. That was a perspective I think we all really, really needed to hear today. Okay, moving on. Hello, Sophia. First off, I want to say your podcast, your Insta, and your truth has changed my life in more ways than I can count. I've been off of hormonal birth control for exactly five months and one day, and I'm finally living my best hormone-free life. Also, I am typing this email while walking on my walking pad. (laughs) Hee hee. You are a truly wonderful and positive influence. I thank you, and I love you for that. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. Also, walking pads, you guys, I'm telling you, changes the game. It really does. All right, here we go. Anywho, here is my story to tell. I hope you will take the time to read it. Oh, we are, bestie. Here we go. When I was a sophomore in college, I decided to transfer schools. After two years at the school I was attending, I felt hopeless. It didn't seem to be my fit, and at this time, I decided to transfer to a school my boyfriend was attending. Scoff, scoff, I know. After a year at this new school and in an effort to make a long story shorter, we ended our five-year relationship around the time I was about to attend a leadership retreat a retreat that drastically changed my life seven years ago. Honestly, I was back and forth on if I wanted to go the week before leaving. I truly believed there was no way I could get myself out of the slump I was in. It was a leadership retreat, and the last thing I wanted to do was hear people try to motivate me, strive to lead, find the road untraveled, and make your own path, blah, 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 is all I could hear. Well, I didn't back out. I went on the trip. I was astronomically pushed out of my comfort zone, but it was the best growth experience I ever did in college. Where do I begin? I cried during a breakout session to complete strangers. I faced hard truths about myself while listening to a motivational speaker. I got punched in the chest while trying to calm someone down from having a drug-induced episode while waiting for the EMTs. And then the experience that shook me and impressed upon me to my core was during another breakout session. We had to write down on a piece of paper what we felt was truly holding us back in our lives. It was a very open-ended question, but the speaker said to translate it however you see fit. After writing after writing it down, most people thought we would fold the paper, rip it up, or do something cliche with it. Instead, the speaker told everyone to turn the paper around and share it with the room. If we weren't comfortable doing that, then we were asked to step aside while others shared. On a whim, I decided, what do I have to lose? Just freaking share it. I stood up and held my paper. We were then asked to walk around the room and talk to each other. For some reason, I locked eyes with a girl across the room. I swear it was a spiritual moment. I don't know why, but I immediately walked over to her. And when I got a closer look at her paper, it said, quote, that I don't want to be alive anymore. I hugged her and just said, I'm glad you're alive. About a week later, I got a Facebook message from her. I'll just leave it at this. A few simple words and a little bit of love can change someone's life forever. Again, thank you for all you do. It has been your simple words that have impressed upon my life in major ways. Keep doing what you're doing and slay, girl. Admirably, Sarah. Okay, wow. That story, when I read it first, you guys, really, really touched me. And I wanted to share that because... We are so lacking human interaction in our world, and it's just where society has kind of gone, and it's such a huge bummer, but it's things like these where like small 
human interactions like this can seriously change someone's life forever and also change your life forever. Don't be afraid to compliment somebody, just a random stranger on the street, or if you are at a store or whatever, don't be afraid to strike up a conversation with people who are working there maybe, or get to know random strangers. If you're on the bus or the train or whatever, or in in the Uber, whatever it is, like human interactions are so desperately needed nowadays. And you have no idea the impact of what just a conversation could mean to you. So thank you so much for sharing that, Sarah. That is just so touching. Okay. We're kind of switching gears here a little bit. Okay. This is a funny gym, gym story. This is hilarious. All right, here we go. First of all, I just want to say I'm obsessed with you. I look forward to listening slash watching your content every day. You're literally a breath of fresh air to see on social media. You helped me get off hormonal birth control after having it affect my physical and mental health for so long and helped me really dive into and learn about my cycle and my body by just sharing your story. Thank you for all you do and being such a light and such a positive influencer. Thank you so much for saying that. That was so sweet. So sweet. Okay. You guys, this is so funny. Now that I'm done gushing over you, I wanted to share a funny slash embarrassing gym story that happened to me the other day. You can use my name also if you want. Somehow, I always seem to do something embarrassing at the gym, but I think this one tops most of my other embarrassing experiences. So backstory, I sweat an abnormal amount and always have. Like when I tell you I sweat a lot, like I sweat a lot from like everywhere. So as someone who sweats so much, I bring a sweat towel to the gym every day because I absolutely hate sweat dripping down my face. This towel is like a microfiber towel, by the way, and she always gets my socks or underwear stuck to it when it goes through the dryer. This particular day, I'm going through my whole leg day, literally demolishing my legs and my soul. And of course, I'm using my towel to wipe my face per usual. I finally get to the last thing on my agenda, which is the Stairmaster. And about when I'm halfway into my cardio, I go to use my towel and I look down and grab it. And this is when I realize that one of my thongs is literally stuck to my freaking towel. Mind you, I go to the gym at 4 a.m. So most of the people at, at that time are older men. I went through my entire workout wiping my face with a towel that has my thong hanging off of it. Honestly, don't know how I didn't realize it until the end of my workout, but all I can hope is no one else noticed either. I now triple check my towels before throwing them into my gym bag. That is so hilarious because you guys, we all know what kind of towel she's talking about. Those microfiber towels, which I use those to like clean and stuff because they're great for wiping like your stainless steel appliances and all the different stuff. And tell me why anytime I run it in the dryer, all the clothes just all of a sudden get sucked this little tiny towel and the the thongs, the socks, that is so funny. So you guys, even if you feel like everyone's like maybe staring at you at the gym or something embarrassing happened to you or whatever, you're not alone. I mean, hello, we all have embarrassing gym stories. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was hilarious. Okay. I think we have time for one more here. One more. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Hi, Soph. So happy for you extending your podcast. That's amazing. Thank you, bestie. Okay. But I do want to share the situation I have going on right now because I know that more than one bestie will be able to relate. 
Talk about strong and healthy, committed relationships. I've been dating my boyfriend for two years now. We moved in together four months ago. This is something we both agreed to, and he was more than thrilled to have me with him in his place. There's no issues whatsoever as to cleanliness or having different tastes in decoration. We're both in tune with that. But something has really been changing, and it's the way that our relationship has developed. I work from home and he is working 12 hour shifts. I get to clean a little more since I'm not physically exhausted and I make sure there's uh, cooked meals since we love having a routine at home. Gym work quality time ratio is important for us during the week. Lately, it feels repetitive to me. I don't feel like we're flirty or it hasn't been as detailed or nurturing as I would expect him to be. He is perfect to me and he's loving, but I feel like the fact that I'm around 24-7 and he has bagged me, I don't think he believes there is so much more he could do or could be doing to make me feel special. I don't expect I don't expect flowers every day or fancy dates, but some nice acts of service would be nice. Am I wrong for expecting too much from him when he has been incredibly supportive and attentive since day one? Hopefully this makes sense, bestie. Amelia. Okay, Miss Amelia. This is so relatable. Honestly, this happens. If this doesn't happen in your relationship when you move in with your boyfriend, husband, whoever, um, then I would probably question it. I would say after living with Nash, my boyfriend, for hopefully you guys know Nash by now. Like if I say Nash, do you guys just know that like you you know that he's my boyfriend at this point? Anyways, I feel like I don't need to keep like giving him the title, but it's been two and a half years since we've lived together. And I would say it's totally normal and healthy to go through that. I think when you live with your partner, especially when you're starting out, it's like exciting, it's fun, it's new, it's like a sleepover with your bestie every night. But when you are in a certain, it, 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 I feel like it comes and goes in phases, right? There has been phases of my relationship with Nash where when we've been living together, where it becomes repetitive and it becomes same shit, different day. And then all of a sudden, like it's two weeks that have gone by. And I'm like, even though we see each other every day, I feel like we haven't really like been talking to each other that much. Like the quality time is not really there. Even if we're like next to each other in the evening and we're watching a show and maybe we're chit-chatting, sometimes you don't feel that like quality time with them, right? And sometimes it can get a little bit repetitive and that's totally normal. Like it's going to happen to you and it's going to continue to happen depending on what phases you're at in your life and also like the seasons, like different times and stuff. Like it's not like this is not normal and that this is never going to happen again. And there's like really any way to avoid this. But I would say that it seems to me like you are craving a certain love language. You're craving acts of service. You're wanting him to do things for you because he's thinking of you, because he loves you and he cares for you. And you want him to put in a little bit more effort specifically with acts of service. And it seems like maybe he doesn't really know that that's what you want. And that's okay. Remember that everybody's love language is so different. The way that people give and receive love is really different. And also it changes. Like you may not have been an active service girly like before you met him or before you moved in with him, but now you're like, okay, wait a minute. That's kind of a, a love language that I'm craving now. Like our, our relationship's different now that we are living together. And I think I'm craving a little bit more acts of service. So I think having a conversation, it seems like you guys have really good 
communication. You have a really good, healthy, strong relationship. So kind of sitting down with him and being like, okay, listen, you know, when you move in with your partner, things change. And I have been having so much fun with you and living with you. And we've gotten such a good routine down, but sometimes I feel like it's getting a little repetitive. And I want to know how you personally like to receive love from me? Like what are things that I do, whether it be around the house or outside of the house or for you that you feel loved by me and get to know kind of his aspect of things, right? Cause we all know here that you want the acts of service. Like that's what you want. And you're craving that from him, which you can get to that point in the conversation where you tell him that, but get to know where he's at. So if he's like, Oh, you know, when I come home and dinner is made and the place is clean, like even if I don't say it all the time, but like that shows me love. And I really, really, I do appreciate that a lot. Um, and hello, that's, that's acts of service. Like you're doing that for yourself because you live with him, but also like, you're probably thinking in the back of your mind, like I'm making the meal for him because I love him. Like I work from home. He's working shifts, 12 hour shifts. Like I want to have this ready and available for him when he gets home. I'm the same way with Nash. He works 12 hour shifts too. So when he comes home at seven 30 dinner is made, the place is clean because I want to be able to give that and provide that for him since he's been working so hard for 12 hours. I mean, that's like those shifts are gnarly, gnarly. Um, and kind of get to know how he gives and receives love and just be like, how do you feel loved by me? Like, what are things that I do for you where you're like, okay, I feel loved by you. And then he hopefully will probably ask that question back to you where you can be like, okay, great. Like whatever he says to that and just be like, I want to let you know that like the way that I receive love is by you doing things for me, but I'm not asking you to like buy me the world or like spend a lot of money on me. Um, but just kind of, maybe plan a date night and it could be a date night at home. Like maybe, you know, plan a date outside or maybe we can figure out, you know, once a month where we have a a day or an evening where we spend together, no phones and really just like talk to each other. I mean, there's a bunch of different things. It really just kind of depends on your specific relationship. Um, but I think that this is so relatable to a lot of people. And I want to let you know that if you've moved in with your boyfriend or your partner, whoever, and you feel like it's getting a little repetitive and you get nervous, right? I feel like it's normal because it's your first experience of that. It's your first time possibly. It might be not your first time, but you're kind of getting scared because you're like, oh my God, if this is repetitive, like I'm not really feeling the pizzazz and the fire and the like, you know, all the different things anymore. Like, is this what it's going to be like forever? Do we not love each other? Is this not normal? Like, should we break up? Like, is this even going to work? Pause. This is normal. You guys, this is totally normal to go through. Now, these are not ruts that you want to be in forever because it's really easy to get complacent and to have things like these are how things can definitely fizzle out and shift relationship. But if you go, if these happen to you, it, it happens in phases. Like you kind of just have to sit down and be like, okay, we're, we're getting a little repetitive here. Like we need to get some quality, good quality time. Let's do a date night together. Like let's plan something or whatever. And you can express to him that like, maybe if you don't want to be the one to plan the date night and just be like, you know, maybe like once a month or like once every other week we can plan a date night. And like, you can do that for us where you kind of just plan something doesn't have to be expensive or extravagant, can be at home, can be out, can be at the park, can be wherever, like at your favorite place to eat or whatever. And you guys just plan something. Um, that's super, super important, but your feelings are validated. Like everything is okay. Um, you are not asking too much of him. That's just how relationships work. And 
your love languages definitely will change and differ throughout your life depending on where you guys are at in your relationship. Like you guys are growing together, growing individually. And as you grow as a young adult, you discover that you're like, oh, I'm at this phase of my life and I kind of like receiving love this way or I kind of like giving love that way. And it just changes with other people as well. But that one I definitely wanted to to end on so I could so I could spit some life advice to you guys. But oh my gosh, that is a wrap for the first Best Details episode. You guys, this was seriously so fun. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Please send me a DM, send me a message. Let me know if you did. I am going to link here, like I said, the link that you can add your own Best Details to. Uh, so it's basically just a Google form. It's anonymous. I do not know who submits the Google form at all, unless if you add your name into the story. Um, so you can uh, submit literally anything you want. Maybe you got a little bit of inspiration from some of the tales that the besties shared today, where you want to share your own advice or wisdom or inspiration or funny story, sad story, whatever it is. Um, but if you listen to this episode, thank you so, so much for listening. It was my my freaking pleasure to be able to hang out with you guys twice in one week. This is a blast. This is like the highlight of my life. I don't think it's going to get much better than it is right now, but I really, really appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Don't forget to add your best details stories in and I will talk to you soon.